welcome to the Bible Feed podcast, a place for conversations about the Bible and faith in the modern world, where ordinary people come together to help each other understand the Bible better. Let's get started. Okay, hello everyone and uh, welcome to the next episode of the Bible Feed podcast. It's, uh, it's always good to have these conversations and we've we've got a, a conversation today uh, about humanity. We're, we're going to sort of think think big and then think about sort of inside out our hearts as well. So that's that's what we're talking about today and uh, really pleased to be talking to Stephen Blake today. Um, hi Stephen. Hi Dan. How are you? Yeah, tip top, thank you. How good. are you? Excellent. I'm, I'm very good, thank you. And uh, th- this subject that we're, we're going to talk about is something that, I, I don't know, I feel like a li- little bit sort of I don't know, um, out of my comfort zone a little bit, uh, talking about uh, people and their sort of good points or bad points. Uh, we'll sort of talk a little bit about that. Um, so you're going to guide me, me through that, though, aren't you? You're, uh, <laughs> I've got your, your expertise. Um, you're a, you're a counsellor. That's, that's what, something that you, you do, isn't it? You've spent a lot of time studying, sort of, well, dealing with people, really. That's, is, yeah, is that that's right? right? Yes, yeah. I'm a counsellor in a, a sixth form college and recently started in private practice as well. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so we'll, we'll be thinking a lot about the Bible and what the Bible talks about people, humanity. Uh, and, you know, you, you'll have a, a good sort of perspective on that, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get stuck in, really. So we, we're thinking, well, it's human nature, isn't it, I suppose? is what we're we're thinking about where whenever i sort of think of that term i, I feel like that's uh, comes across with some sort of negative connotations you know, is that fair what what do you what do you think about that yeah i think so yeah um the term human nature i agree often does come with negative connotations doesn't it uh you know we might use the phrase oh that's just human nature um that can be said as an explanation or even as an excuse uh, when something's gone wrong um so it doesn't tend to be a phrase that's used when something has gone well yeah yeah that's right it, yeah it's almost uh well I, what can i do about it isn't it it's, mm. it's just human nature so uh so yeah get, get over it um this is who i am almost yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah so uh but you know it's something we don't like to think of ourselves as terrible people though as well that's <laughs> as, as, that's the other sort of flip side of the coin isn't it so i, I think um we need to sort of define exactly what we what we're talking about um you know what what is it uh what specifically about human nature are we trying to trying to get at i mean are we talking about sort of biologically or, or mm. is there something specific yeah it, it can definitely mean different things to different people can't say human nature uh, so i agree it's, it's really important that we we agree on what we're we're actually discussing uh, yeah. just for the purposes of our discussion uh, today um so when we use the term human nature um we're referring to what human beings are generally like from a moral perspective. Um, so a question we could ask would be, are human beings in general inclined towards good behaviour, bad behaviour, mm. or somewhere in the middle, maybe, of these two extremes? Mm, yeah, so it's, it's about choices, isn't it, I suppose? Moral choices, that's, uh, you know, do we do we generally make the right choices or the, or the wrong choices? Um, it, it strikes me that this is really quite a, a fundamental sort of subject, fundamental topic almost. Mm. You know, day, every day today um on an individual level we all have choices to make whether or not we're going to treat this person in a good way or perhaps we'll choose to treat this person in a bad way um so really really quite individual but also thinking about it sort of in a global context you know people in power structures make choices that impact whole swathes of people don't they so it's really quite an important subject isn't it i think mm. yeah absolutely it's uh it's uh, one of the big questions if you like um looking at the whole of of human nature 
Uh, you know, there's a huge number of people um, alive today, and obviously, uh, looking back at history as well, it's it's, it's a big question to be looking at. Um, you know, what is human nature generally like? Um, and hopefully, that makes it relevant for everyone as well, because yeah. obviously, you know. All human beings, uh, this topic is relevant to yeah. everyone who's ever lived. Yeah, I'm guessing that everyone listening to this podcast is a human being. That's that's yeah. my sort of gut instinct there. So yeah, this is relevant to you, audience. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, so let's. Th- that's yeah. That's what we're thinking about. We've sort of framed the question, I suppose, isn't it? Let's think about the Bible. Let's move to the Bible. And whenever I think about sort of the Bible and humanity, how is the Bible presenting humanity? I'm immediately thinking of the very first page, page one, um, Genesis chapter one, and humans are presented as being in God's image, aren't they? That's um, you know creating them in God's image and after His likeness. And it mm-hmm. comes um, it comes throughout Scripture, doesn't it? About and, and in the uh, letter of James about um, uh, blessing, you know, the, the advice there or the, the sort of the observation there is, well, you shouldn't sort of bless God and then curse a human because um, humans are made in the image of God. So you're effectively, you know, contradicting yourself there. So, mm. so right from, you know, early stages all the way through, humanity is sort of depicted as being in the image of God or at the very least that's what they ought to be that's you know you know that's i think is that a fair sort of good starting point but you know what, mm. what would we build from that really yeah so i think that uh, it's a fascinating uh, chapter isn't it genesis one um and being made in the the image and likeness of god um has some huge implications and as you you imply there uh, the sort of similarity with with God uh, that we're capable of moral choices um, and human mm. beings do have the choice to, to be good to, to do yeah. good behaviour as well so it's that uh, yeah it makes me think that the next sort of story in the, in the Genesis is all about a moral choice isn't it you know, mm. are you going to do this or are you going to do that and you know that's that's really absolutely fundamental to our sort of human existence so mm. yeah yeah so I think that uh, that passage just have a, a bearing on this this topic definitely that it's uh, a moral sort of association with God and, and moral uh, responsibility as well, uh, that because we're made in the image and likeness of God, we have a responsibility to, to treat other human beings well, uh, because we're mm. uh, we're all in that image and likeness of God. Mm. Good. Okay. So, you know, that it sounds like sounds like it should be a good news story. Um, <laughs> is that what the rest of the Bible talks about humanity? Okay. So it's, um, it's important to just be completely honest and uh, put my cards on the, on the table at the start that the Bible definitely gives what could be described as a very negative picture mm. of human nature. Um, so both in terms of the the actions, the behaviour that we want to take and the actions that we frequently do end up taking. Uh, but uh, before everyone switches off, um, I'd really like to, to say that because the Bible generally has a, a very negative view of human nature, uh, really don't want to give the impression that we're dealing with a negative topic. Um, so if you stick around long enough, uh, anyone who's, who's listening to this and watching this, um, I hope to show that there is an extremely positive outcome, an unspeakably mm. positive outcome, if we first accept the the negative view of human nature presented to us in the Bible. Mm. Um, so it's, it's almost like getting through a negative to reach an unbelievable uh, positive. So mm. hopefully it's still an interesting and uplifting topic for us to, to spend some time yeah, talking about. Absolutely, I, it is. I feel like I'm in the councillor's chair or <laughs> facing the, the councillor. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sort of having to confront my uh, my own weaknesses, um, but yeah, that you know we, we've almost seen what the the end result is by looking at what the intention was in the in the very first place. So so yeah, I, I think hopefully hopefully it is a good news story. But let's uh, okay, let's let's go through this then in a bit more detail. So uh, uh, let's look at some of examples of, of human nature and the teaching of the Bible. So where where should we look first? Okay, so I think it's um, it's very useful in any topic um, to ask ourselves what did Jesus teach about this. Jesus uh, didn't use the term human nature, 
uh, but he certainly had um, lots to, to say and lots to teach about what human beings are generally like. Um, so one such passage is in the Gospel of Mark and chapter 7. Mm-hmm. Just give a little bit of time if anyone's sort of turning that up at the same time. Um, but it's the Gospel of Mark chapter 7. I'll be coming in at verse 21. And uh, this is from the English Standard Version, uh, if you're keeping score. Uh, so Mark 7, starting at verse 21, Jesus said, For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and they defile a person. So just to, to give a brief sort of overview about what Jesus was teaching on that occasion. Um, so firstly, in the Bible, sometimes the word heart is used uh, when today we might use the word mind instead. Um, so what Jesus was saying was that evil ideas, all the things that we read off there, all those different descriptions of, of wicked behavior, those sort of ideas begin in the human mind. And uh, that behavior, which any of us can take part in, by the way, I think that's really important to to emphasize, I can do any of the things listed there. You can do any of the things listed there. Uh, and so can anyone uh, listening as well. We, we're all capable of, of doing these things. Yeah. Uh, and if we do, and when we do, because uh, it's inevitable we will do some of these at, at some point, uh, it ends up defiling them, uh, which is not a description we tend to use today. But I think generally speaking, it's it's talking about becoming a bad person in God's eyes. Mm. So you do any of these bad things and um, you're defiled, you're, um, you're doing something wrong in the eyes of God. Mm. That's what Jesus was saying there. Yeah, it's a formidable list, isn't it, of you know, mm. all sorts of sort of terrible things. And what, what strikes me about that passage there is it's in the context of Jesus talking to the Pharisees, isn't it? Uh, and they're the religious kind of leaders, effectively. The 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 uh, the people who um, the rest of the populace would have looked up to as to these are the, the most religious and pious people, and they sort of had ceremonial observances and things so that they wouldn't be defiled, i.e., sort of seen bad by God. But actually, yeah, Jesus is teaching something something quite profound compared to that isn't it that you could be doing all sorts of, of these observances and actually there's still a problem within that's, is that, mm. that's fair yeah absolutely that's um, a big um, theme if you like in the, the whole of the bible uh, particularly in the the teaching of jesus um that if you look great on the outside you know it's not necessarily a bad thing to look great on the outside but if we're not uh, great on the inside mm. that's really what god is is concerned about and uh, particularly with the, the pharisees that you mentioned there um they looked completely pure completely undefiled on the outside and all the the outward show of, of being good people um but jesus was saying well on the inside that's not what you like at all yeah and actually it's, it's ironic isn't it actually sometimes when you people like that were looking like they were good people on the outside actually was hiding something um whereas actually being a bit more open about it might might, um, might aim to transform people a little bit better and quicker. I guess that's uh, that's part of the, the exposing of the religious system at the time that Jesus did, isn't it? Good. Okay. So that's some you know some words of Jesus. Um, anywhere else that you want to sort of take us to? Yeah. So this isn't the only sort of negative statement in the Bible about what you could say human beings are like or what human nature is like. Um, so there are other passages we could go to. Um, so there's Romans chapter three, um, which teaches the same sort of idea really um it's a, it's a very sort of um complex book um the letter to the romans um so you know i think it's it's sufficient to, to look at what jesus has said but it's, it's romans 3 10 to 18 if you did want to look at that mm. um, in your own time we can see the the teaching of the apostle paul 
um, he wrote a lot of letters uh, which became part of our New Testament uh, and they're in complete agreement with, with what Jesus was mm. teaching about the, the nature of, of man today. Um, but when we look at the world today, uh, you know, I think it's important to, when we look at the Bible, to, to sort of test it and see, well, does it corresponds to what I see in the world today. Um, because if not, then you could say, well, the Bible's just in its own little world. It, it doesn't actually yeah. correspond to reality. Um, so when we look at these things about human nature, evil ideas come from within, we're all capable of, of doing all these things that Jesus listed there. Um, it is clear that um, there are plenty of human beings out there who are committing these these evil actions, theft, greed, murder. Um, so, you know, an unbiased look at the world, you can't avoid that, that these things do exist and in quite, you know, large proportions, I suggest as well. But also, to be fair, um, there are also plenty of people who we might think they're, they're not doing these things. Um, so, for example, you might be thinking, Dan, or, or people might be uh, who are listening might think, well, I've never murdered anyone. I've never stolen anything in my life, mm. uh, which may be true. Uh, good for you if that's the, the case. Um, I've never murdered anyone either, just to be clear. Um, but the world also contains people who are loving, generous people, who care about helping others, who devote their lives to charity mm. um, and that kind of thing. So um, I don't want to give the, the impression that all human beings do all the time is is all this wicked stuff that Jesus was was talking about. Clearly, that's, that's not the case. Human beings are capable of doing sort of good good deeds um yeah. yeah what do you what do you think about that yeah and that brings us right back to sort of where i first thought about you know this this topic in the bible you know being in the image and the likeness of god so the bible presents god in a particular way as god who is the god of love and is generous and patient and kind and capable of of acting in a way which is morally good so if we are in god's image then we yeah, we ought to be capable of doing that and in some respects yeah you you would expect to see those sort of behaviors and we I think we, we naturally or intuitively applaud that, don't we? When we see kindness and charity and, and things like that, we, we see that as a good thing, um, for sure. So uh, so we're reaching out to that sort of moral um, behaviour, aren't we? We're reaching out to it. I suppose it feels like a, a fight all the time. Mm -hmm. Is that you know it feels like a struggle both mm -hmm. you know sometimes within so you know struggle against or shall I shall I be kind to, today or you know shall I there's this incident that's just happened should I do the right thing do the right thing that's another you know mm -hmm. that that again shows us that there is a right thing to, that we know we know that. But mm. often it's quite easy just to walk away and not do the right thing. So, so yeah, struggles kind of within, as it were. But then, you know, struggles in wider scale as well. There's the humanities, the history of humanity is full of conflict and violence mm -hmm. and struggle as well, isn't it? So, so yeah, it's a real mixed bag, isn't it? I think the world. I think which um, I think that's what we've seen in the, in, in the Bible actually, capable of, of doing uh, or having a, an ideal, a high ideal. And but regularly, regularly failing. Um, mm. Yes, and there are. It's important to say that there are uh, lots of sort of good um, characters in the Bible. Uh, mm. Put that inverted commas um, there, just because uh, we'll come on to that in a second. Um, but it's not like people are doing terrible things all the time. Um, so there are good characters you could point to. You know, Abraham, David, uh, Moses, uh, the Apostle Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's lots of good characters um, uh, that we could. We could point to uh, Deborah. Um, yeah, I was conscious that I just included men there, but uh, yeah. lots of women as well. Yeah, Ruth. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mary and Martha, and yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but when we look at uh, from 
from God's perspective, if you like, there's, there's a really interesting um, and enlightening perspective, if you like. Uh, so in Romans 3, mm-hmm. again, referring to that, that letter there. Uh, so Paul's letter to the Romans, uh, we read that there is none who is righteous, not even one. Um, so that's Romans 3 verse 10. Mm. And that's the the start of, of a huge list similar to, to what we read from uh, from Jesus in, in Mark chapter 7 uh, about all the things that human beings are, are capable of. So how do these things sort of um, uh, tie up, if you like? How can people be sort of really quite good, uh, like David and, and Mary and, and Martha that you mentioned, uh, but also it's true that there's non-righteous, not even one. And I think the, the answer is that all of us do things that are wrong in God's eyes. Uh, even if we've only ever done one thing that's wrong, um, we're in this position of being under sin, uh, which is what was uh, spoken of, written about in the, in the letter to the Romans. Uh, and that's because God is this perfect moral being uh, that has no flaws whatsoever. And because even one sin is uh, is a big deal in his sight. And because of that, this isn't sort of cancelled out by any acts of good that we may do. So, for example, if we've uh, committed our lives to, to charity, to helping the poor, helping the oppressed, uh, that's a wonderful thing to do. And as we said, we, we commend people who, who do that. That's a good thing to do. Um, but it doesn't sort of um, get rid of the fact that we have all sinned and we've all fallen short of what God um, expects of us if we've even if we've just done one thing wrong which mm. you know i'm sure if we were honest we can admit that uh, we've done at least one thing wrong and mm. um the more sort of we try to be good the more we recognize that uh, just how many things we do wrong in, mm. in god's eyes because well, god maybe, has these, these perfect standards so, mm, yeah. and, maybe, and maybe even you know maybe not just thinking about it and things that we have done wrong but things you know omissions you know things that where we really should have stepped in and shown the image and the love of god in that moment and yet we just you know didn't do it or we Mm. So things that we've kind of omitted, um, they're, they're the easier things to, to do or, or not do and uh, probably the, the harder things to spot. So, yeah, I think, mm. I think you're right. Um, you know, you, we talked about David and other people, but in the Bible, David, who's sort of held up as a good example of someone who's good. And yet half of the record of his life in the Old Testament is all about a major flaw in his character or major f- commi- committed sin. You know, something that he did massively wrong mm. um, and sort of suffered a lot of consequences because of the result of his action. So, yeah. So how can you be someone who does good things and yet still be not good? Well, there's a good example, I suppose. Mm. Um, we're still going to trip up or not fulfil that that kind of vocation in every moment of our lives. Mm. And David couldn't fall back on the facts. Well, look at all the good things I've done. Um, yeah. From God's perspective, yeah, that's great. That you've done all these good things, um, but what you've done, which was wrong, is a is a really big deal. Mm. Um, so. That may seem harsh when we're looking from a human perspective. Don't our, our good works are, are giving money to charity, for example, to use that example? Um, you know, doesn't that sort of uh, cancel out the, the bad that we, we do? Mm. But uh, that's not what we find in the Bible. That's uh, mm. unfortunately, that doesn't um, make us a good person in the eyes of God. Mm. Um, so there's only one way to truly be a good person in, in God's eyes. And um, we'll come to that um, in this session towards the end. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's uh, look, look a bit more. Um, we thought a bit about Jesus saying about evil ideas come from within the heart mm. or the mind, didn't we? So um, it, let's develop that a little bit further. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it'd be good to, to look at the letter of James. Mm-hmm. Um, so James chapter one, um, just if anyone's sort of turning that up, it's, it's a good point to say that uh, so we've seen a sort of consistency uh, between the teaching of, of Jesus in the Gospels. Uh, we've looked at the Apostle Paul in, in his letters, and uh, now we're going to look at uh, the letter of James as well, which... Um, so three different sort of angles, if you like, but all consistent in the message um, about human nature. So James chapter one, and uh, this is starting at verse 13. 
from the NASB. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. So in that passage there, we're introduced to this concept of being tempted. And it all starts with our own lust or desire. Uh, lust might not be a, a term that we use that often today. Mm. Uh, it often has sort of sexual connotations. Um, and that is something the words can refer to in the Bible. But it's, it's generally talking about a desire for anything um, that is contrary to, to God's character. So we can we can lust after the house, for example. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different things we can lust after. And if we're we're honest with ourselves, we all desire to do things which aren't good. We all have different lusts, whether they be the desire to commit adultery or murder or steal. And this is all just a, as a result of, of being human. Because we are human, we desire to do things that are morally wrong. Um, to take us back to that, that first phrase at the start, it's just human nature. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're like. Yeah. And just sort of, you know, winding it back from, you know, okay, let's take the example of murder. Um, we Most people probably don't have a desire to murder people, but most people probably at times in their life have a desire or feel an urge to, you know, lash out in annoyance <laughs> people, which yeah. is effectively that kind of, you know, anger ag against another human being um, for whatever reason, you know, all sorts of different reasons. And that's really where, where it all starts from, isn't it? That's effectively the same same emotion, the same desire, the same mm. feeling, which is um, that's part of Jesus' teaching, isn't it? On the, the Sermon on the Mount in uh, the early chapters of Matthew that sort of points out that, okay, you may not have murdered someone, but have you got angry with someone? Because that's effectively the root of that. And yes, it's good that you haven't, you haven't actually murdered anyone. That's a you know a good thing. But yeah. but uh, but yeah, there's a bigger you know, there's a root a root problem. That's uh, that's what you're saying, isn't it? That's what James is saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, as you say, the the teaching of Christ uh, in those beatitudes. Um, um, I think when you try and consider those teachings and if we commit our lives to, to trying to follow Jesus's teaching, um, those are the aspects which really bring home how um, human nature is a massive problem for us. Um, so, for example, uh, as you said, you use the murder example there. He also talks about um, adultery. Mm. Um, so no doubt many of the religious rulers, they haven't actually committed adultery with women. Mm. Uh, but Jesus says, if you've looked at a woman with lust for her, you've committed adultery in your heart. Or, or in your mind mm. and to jesus that's exactly the same mm. um so it's it's relatively easy if you like to to say well i've never murdered anyone um might be more sort of common that we might have committed adultery um and that's okay if you have because that that can be forgiven uh, it's just an example um but what jesus is saying is okay you haven't literally done those things but if you spend time thinking about it if you've got that lust that desire to do it um that's really serious uh, it's mm. not something which can just be, you know, ignored or, or rushed under the carpet. It's mm. uh, something that needs addressing. So it levels the playing field a bit, doesn't it? I think um, we sort of might divide the the, uh, the world up between sort of really bad evil people people who are good and then people who you know generally all right but they slip up from time to time but but actually yeah there's a root problem um and we're all aware of that we've all got that moral compass and we're all sort of successfully or unsuccessfully fighting against that um most of the time so so yeah that's that's it, it's really yeah it, you've, you've painted that picture um bleak picture in some respects um you know that aspiration that hope that we can act and be like and reflect god but actually we're, we're sort of failing a lot of the time i just want to 
to turn back to you sort of your job as a counselor just um it's kind of what you've studied isn't it humans <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you could say that, yeah basically uh I, I i don't know is there any perspective on from that um that you can sort of bring to bear mm-hmm. we is it uh, in your, your studies and things that you, you sort of look at and and talk with people is it are you seeing a pattern here or mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let me just start by saying about, uh, about my sort of uh, council experience. Um, that personally speaking, I would find it really difficult to believe what the the Bible teaches about human nature mm-hmm. if um, everyone else had a different view. Um, so if pretty much everyone who had ever come to this topic had um, arrived at the conclusion that human beings are generally good, generally inclined towards good behaviour, um, I would actually find that really challenging for my faith personally. Mm. I find it really difficult to, to accept what the Bible was teaching. Um, but interestingly, um, so during my work as a, a counsellor, I read lots of books by counsellors, psychotherapists, psychoanalysts, psychologists, psychiatrists, um, anything beginning with psych, um, apart from psychopaths. <laughs> um, <laughs> and these are people who are interested in finding out the best ways to help human beings uh, with the problems that they're going through in their lives. Um, so they spend a lot of time thinking about human beings, analysing human beings, trying to understand them as, as best as we can. So this topic of human nature, as you can imagine, comes up <laughs> very frequently. Um, and there's definitely lots of different views around, so I definitely don't want to give the impression that mm. everyone's in agreement because that's just not the case. Um, but I've definitely come across some views about human nature which are very, very similar um, to what we read in the Bible. Uh, and I find that really encouraging. Uh, so, for example, I just want to quote from a, a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst called Carl Jung. And Jung wrote, Unfortunately, there can be no doubt that man is, on the whole, less good than he imagines himself or wants to be. Everyone can carries a shadow, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. So one of uh, Jung's most important concepts was that of the shadow. Um, so just as we all have shadows um, in the daytime mm-hmm. um, when the sun is shining on us or when a light is shining on us, we, we all have this evil side to us that we simply can't get rid of. Mm. I going to say it sounded uh, pretty sinister. <laughs> Yeah, it did sound pretty pretty negative, if you like. Mm. And this is someone who's in the business of um, wanting to help people you think would have a, a sort of sunny outlook on, on human uh, potential, mm. um, human behaviour. Um, but it seemed like he couldn't uh, couldn't avoid this conclusion and was really quite... Uh, um, you know, quite forthright about his conclusions. Um, it's a fundamental fundamental part of human nature, he seemed to be saying. And he actually wrote specifically about this topic, human nature, he used that, that term when it's translated. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give a bit of context, he's writing here about the, the horrors of the 20th century, the First World War, the Second World mm-hmm. War, uh, and that kind of thing. And he wrote, man has done these things. I'm a man who has his share of human nature. Therefore, I am guilty with the rest and bear an alters and indelibly within me the capacity and the inclination to do them again at any time. We are always, thanks to our human nature, potential criminals. None of us stands outside humanity's black collective shadow. Only the fool can permanently disregard the conditions of his own nature. Um, so that's an even more um, sort of uh, stark and and, uh, and blunt assessment of, of human nature there. And, and basically saying that you're a fool if you disregard the conditions of your own nature. Um, and young wasn't the only writer I've come across actually who who came to these conclusions about human nature and um, it's interesting to me because Jung wasn't a, a Bible believing Christian um, he believed all sorts of different things I'm not going to go into you no, know, trying okay. to assess what he actually did believe but uh, if you read any of his stuff he's clearly wasn't a, um, a sort of Bible believing Christian um, but I find it really helpful when people who aren't believers in the Bible, um, they come to the same conclusions as those presented to us in the Bible. Um, it shows that um, the Bible is corresponding to 
reality. It's yeah. corresponding to what other people see in the world, even if they're not even sort of considering the Bible, or certainly not considering yeah. it as um, as any sort of authority. It's, it's on the money, isn't it? it? You know, it's presenting something that's coherent with our experience and with you know the analysis of those who spend their life studying humans, <laughs> human nature. This is mm. kind of what they're what they're presenting. Um, and uh, and yeah, here the, here the you know these ancient texts that we, we that make up the Bible are kind of presenting that same sort of picture. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm struck that. You know, it is. You know, everyone seems to recognise there's a problem. We'll go right back to what we've said this a few times, haven't we? Um, it's just human nature. That's that's what people say. So it, intuitively, we're all accepting that there's a problem with human nature, isn't there? Almost <laughs> yeah. by, by by saying that. So so we're all. I'm struck. Yeah, we're all recognising this this problem um, that we're kind of pretty screwed up, <laughs> even though we we know we are and we want to do the right thing. Most of us, um, and most, some of us managed to. Most of us probably managed to a lot of the time, but but actually fundamentally we're still got you know a serious root problem so I, I want to i want to sort of talk through um well you know what's the bible say about how that can sort of be resolved because we you know we've, we've pointed out that people do end up doing good things um uh, you know what what's the bible's take on on that let's uh let's try and turn a corner yeah yeah let's uh let's get off this this negative uh <laughs> picture about human nature um so yeah it, it might all seem pretty depressing stuff so far uh but as we said earlier um, you know, if you stick around long enough, yeah, we'll see why this actually does um, enable the the incredibly positive conclusion uh, presented to us in the Bible as well. Um, so the human nature tends towards acts of evil. Uh, that's only one side of the coin. That's, that's one part of the story. Um, the positive side of the story is that God does not want this state to continue forever. Um, so God, in his love, in his mercy, in his grace, he's provided the means by which we can be saved from the problem of human nature. And this is mainly seen in the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm, okay, Jesus, who we, we talk a lot about on, on the podcast, of course. But um, So we're thinking specifically about Jesus in the context of human nature so just mm-hmm. just help us you know what, what's he got to do with that yeah so it's a fantastic question and the answer is that jesus has a huge amount to do um, with human nature um so jesus was a human being uh, he was like you he was like me he was like every other human being who's ever existed we can all relate to jesus in that sense who and he um, relates to us we're all human and because jesus was human he possessed like we all do human nature uh, so what's the sort of implication so what he was tempted to do things that were morally wrong uh, so for example in in one of the writings of the new testament uh, we read that jesus was tempted in every way just as we are uh, so that's hebrews mm. 2 verse 15 from the new english translation jesus tempted in every way just as we are so in that sense jesus was exactly like us um and that's fantastic that we can actually relate to someone who's um who's described as uh, and portrayed as the son of god uh, we have things in common uh, with him uh, when he was around two thousand years ago but this passage then goes on to say that although jesus was tempted in every way like us he was without sin uh, so jesus never sinned at all and in that sense Uh, We can't relate to Jesus. Jesus is unique, uh, the only human being ever to never once give in to his human nature, his his sort of inbuilt desire Mm. to commit evil that we've we've been looking at uh, earlier. And Jesus overcame his human nature by sacrificing himself on the cross. And this is the most powerful symbol imaginable of human nature being defeated and destroyed. Um, there's a description of it in the Bible, which um, which is really powerful, that uh, the crucifixion was about crucifying the flesh 
with its passions and lusts. Uh, mm. So we've seen that we all have these um, the desires, lusts, the desires, yeah. absolutely, um, the lust to to fulfil the desire that we all have, part of our nature, part of our flesh, in sort of um, Bible terms, mm. and uh, an incredibly powerful. Um, amazing picture of jesus's victory over his human nature is seen in the crucifixion on the cross mm, yeah absolutely so and it's the fact that he was just like us that makes the cross what it is isn't it i think that's mm. the, that's kind of the the point um you know there's the point there's the narrative of his, his temptations in the wilderness isn't there there's then the later on um the people come and test him and he you know, could easily have reacted in some way, and the desires of treating people in a certain way, or desires of sort of furthering himself to the mm. detriment of other people, were all there. That's effectively what Hebrews is saying that that passage, um, but not giving in to that. Um, and ultimately, the act of it going to his death, when all sort of humanity, it seemed, was sort of rising up against him um, and showing the worst of humanity to him by condemning him falsely mm. and uh, you know executing him, uh, and yet he sort of willingly took it. That that yeah absolutely destroys the the root cause, doesn't it? It kind of overcomes the the hatred of human nature um, with uh, with sort of selfless love and love and giving and mm. those sorts of things. So so yeah, on a number of levels, you can perhaps see that. Yeah, um, that's the ultimate solution to to yeah yeah. Looking at, I mean, it seems so um, counterintuitive, doesn't it, to sort of give up yourself um, as a means of saving? But but yeah, it's uh, it really is sort of against that and, and resting and trusting in in God, his his Father, that he would sort of save him from the from the death that would obviously come from. From that so mm. i think um we've talked in our, our sort of podcast before uh, about the fact we, we're coming to the bible from the perspective of being um biblical unitarians so as opposed from believing in the trinity um and the key aspect of that is jesus and his humanity and the fact that he was a person a man um like us and and if he was tempted in all points like we are as that passage in hebrew says then that's kind of what it means doesn't it he was he was just like us and and mm. i think I'm sure you'd agree that this is perhaps something that shows that a specific teaching, a doctrine or, or whatever, um, really can have an impact on how you sort of understand other things. So here, understanding Jesus as a man, which is what the Bible seems to say, um, really implies, uh, really brings power to the fact of the cross, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I would, um, I'd say it's, it's perhaps the most significant aspect of of being a, a biblical unitarian mm. uh, so someone who who doesn't believe that uh, god is is three uh, persons in in one uh, biblical unitarians deny uh, that the trinity is um, is is taught in in the bible um so i think one of the, the most significant aspects if not the most significant of being in that position of a biblical unitarian is that jesus shared our human nature he had his own lusts and desires um, and he could have given into them if he wanted to uh, he was capable of sin um and I think if we don't accept that, um, and without accepting the, the sort of negative picture of human nature uh, that the Bible presents us with, uh, we miss out on a hugely significant aspect of the of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, mm. uh, his victory over his own human nature. Mm. And for me personally, um, I mean, the the crucifixion of Jesus is an incredibly complex subject, and it's uh, it can be really difficult to get our heads around sometimes. Um, but what really helps me is is that sort of big picture. What is the crucifixion of Jesus all about? Um, well, uh, one way of answering that is that it's Jesus's victory over his own human nature, mm. and uh, that is really brought forth powerfully uh, by the the biblical Unitarian position. Yeah, and it provides a, a real motivation then for us to participate in that and you know follow that example. That's 
and one of I think it's Peter's letter talks about that, doesn't it? Follow walking in his steps, and mm. and uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, there's uh, there's a lot there's a whole lot more that we need to unpack probably in a in a different episode um, all around that. But I, I, that was um, that was really useful in this context actually talking about human nature and humanity um, and how that the, the things of Jesus and what he did is sort of really fits into into that narrative. So uh, so yeah, we've we've kind of got to well a, a solution in the sense of we you know Jesus denies himself effectively and overcomes that what does mm-hmm. that lead to that's mm. where, where do we go from there yeah so jesus um is so so crucial to this aspect of of human nature but also to the to the next part of the story um so because jesus did not give into his human nature he was raised by god and given immortality um and as you sort of uh, said there dan it's, it's an incredible top incredible topic and uh, you know we need a whole bible feed session devoted to it um so we can't do too much on it now um but we can just sort of dip into it if you like to finish on a really really positive note Mm. uh, from the the second letter of peter Uh, so the second letter of peter and this is chapter one starting at verse three from the nasb god's divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence for by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust so everything's sort of coming together in, in that passage there um corruption is in the world because of lust uh, we've seen that human nature massive problem uh, but here we're introduced to this phrase not human nature but divine nature god's nature and this is a, a huge part of god's plan of salvation for human beings um, our nature can be changed from human to divine mm. uh, just like jesus's was when he was raised from the dead um he no longer has human nature he was um, given divine nature and is now immortal and the bible teaches about um, jesus is the first fruits of them mm. that's that uh, so he's the first one to um, to receive that that blessing of eternal life and having his his nature changed from human to divine and i think that's something that's the ultimate solution to yeah. the problem of human nature um because it seems to me it's a massive problem and the only way to to truly deal with it is to to fundamentally change uh, our nature mm. and uh, the only way we can do that is uh, by changing from human nature to divine nature uh, which is what god promises to us mm. if we associate associate ourselves with jesus um and believe in him mm. that's it's pretty uh, amazing i mean a bit, a bit mind-boggling really to work out what that what that actually means in practice doesn't it but um <laughs> but i suppose you know the uh, fundamentally if nothing else um if the nature of humanity is to sort of struggle against these desires which are actually harmful to us and other people all the time um it's a case of being able to sort of be inclined towards the things that God says his character is which is love and uh, mercy and compassion and, and, and all those other things so so yeah that's that's the kind of being able to be in tune with with God's nature and mm. live out those things um, um reminds you a little bit of um the episode a, a few weeks or whenever it was a few weeks ago um on the bible feed podcast on the spirit of god which actually uh, touches a little bit on those themes about how uh, it, it sort of uh, one aspect of that is to try and um, be in tune with the spirit the mind of, of god and mm. live out those things you know to some degree now um but ultimately looking forward to sort of that transformation um in the in the same way as as, as christ has has gone through so yeah there's a yeah yeah, that's that's a good that's a good place you brought us to. So uh, you've um, I think it's gone well. This you've, you've counselled me well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's gone well. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed it. yeah. No, thank, thanks a lot, Stephen. Um, it was um, yeah, it's good. It's a it's a topic which I think 
it's good for us all to sort of face up to human human mm. beings. Um, uh, it can seem all doom and gloom at times. Um, we probably know that deep down, but we hide away from that most of the time. But uh, but actually, it need not be doom and gloom because uh, you know we we have been sort of called to be in God's image, and uh, ultimately there's uh, there's that example that that person in Jesus to to sort of follow. So loads of um, loads of things to to think about in in future episodes, I'm sure. But, but yeah, so thanks thanks once again. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. Really happy to to take part. Good, and uh, thank you everyone for for listening. Um, it's been great to do this again. Uh, as always, let us know what you think. Um, it's always good to, to hear feedback. Uh, leave us a review if you, if you can, uh, wherever you're listening to this from. And uh, until next time, thank you very much. listening to the bible feed podcast thanks for joining us we're always keen to hear what you think hear your questions or subjects you'd like to discuss so get in touch with us on our facebook page or send a message from our webpage at biblefeed.org and be part of the journey